Every new year, you make the same resolution. This year, I'll get in shape, you say. This is the year I shed the flab and release my inner Adonis. Next thing you know, a few months have passed and you weigh 11 pounds more and have discovered four previously unknown flavors of potato chips. You never stood a chance. It's easy to get discouraged, but here's the thing. It's not really your fault. We evolved in a very different circumstances than the ones you find yourself in today. Your ancestors' food supply was limited and they had to work hard every day to survive. They didn't have McDonald's, couches, or great television. But you do. Sure, you've tried to cut these things out of your life. You've done Atkins on and off for years, gone full paleo, and fasted so much that you began to regret being alive. But you always fell off the wagon. Why? Because that McDonald's didn't go anywhere. And did you see that new show on HBO? It's really good. Next thing you know, one cheat day turns into a month of TV binging and Big Macs. You have no willpower. Just admit it. Good? Feel better? Now today's sponsor has the answer. Stop trying to grow the willpower to resist the things you evolved to love, and instead, become incarcerated. If movies are to be believed, going to prison is the only 100% assured way of getting completely ripped. Can't say no to fast food? It isn't a problem in prison. Keep choosing Netflix over exercising? No Netflix means no distraction. That's right, today's episode is sponsored by the one and only Prisons Are Gymnasiums trope. They are the experts in getting people into prison. They will specially curate just the right crime, jurisdiction, and plea agreement to ensure that you get into a prison specifically selected for your needs that is guaranteed to bring results or your money back. Plus, listeners who call right now get a special introductory offer to the Siberian Prison Package. The Siberian Prison Package is for people who are serious about getting jacked. No roommates, no bed, no distraction. Just a single, solitary confinement cell with bars for a roof. Spend your days doing pull-ups on your open-air ceiling bars and your nights shivering off those pounds. Call today and get ripped. The prisons are gymnasium's trope. They'll find the crime so you do the time. Beautiful. Do you think something's over the top? I I do. I have strong opinions about this movie. <laughs> oh, do you? Do you? I do. What I, what? I would call strong hot takes. Oh, uh, I well, can't wait everybody. to hear that. Hi, welcome to Cinema Gush. We're going to talk about a, a movie since our Oscars episode. There's one that uh, I got on TikTok last year, and I just have seen all of these talks ticked about R R R, which is Arr. not a pirate film. Big disappointment. Um, but it is a Tollywood film, which, mm-hmm. you know, the difference between Tollywood and Bollywood, you know what that is, Brendan? I know there is a difference. It's just a different language. Okay. okay. Tollywood is Telugu and uh, Bollywood is Hindi. That's it. So, did you notice that if you go to Netflix, Telugu was not an option? <gasps> you are right. I watched it in Hindi. My goodness. I did. It was, I was annoyed that I couldn't select the, the language that it was made in it was pretty dead on for that though i don't want to get into that but yeah uh everybody in there yeah all 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 bollywood tollywood films are dubbed so it was okay yes and much and and like most films i've seen out of india this one is insane it's insane (laughs) this movie is ridiculous so so I will say this to to begin this episode is a RRR in the 3 hour epic. Uh we've talked we'll about this We'll talk a about this bit. for about 3 hours just be yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Worst episode ever. Um 
I enjoy a long film. Mm-hmm. I'm with Brandon. They need to bring back the intermission. We all have to be. I I did this in three days. We did about an hour a day. I too did this in three days. And it was yes. perfect. Now, I, I don't necessarily think I would do all films that way, but this one I enjoyed more because I did it in three months. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm glad I did it in the chunks that I did it in. I think I have a lot to say, but to, to oh, talk so about excited. the three hour film, I will say I did see a couple months ago. I saw drive my car, which was nominated it. for best picture last year. It is very good. Very good. It is very, it. mostly very from you. Simp- yeah. It, and it my uncle, very, I guess. your uncle too. Yeah. He loved it. <laughs> You know what it was is uh, I had watched the Banshees of Inisherin on HBO Max, and it's like if you mm-hmm. like this, you might also like. And then it was right there, and I remember thinking the same thing I thought when I saw Banshees is like I'm gonna watch this the first 20 minutes, say I tried it, and then move along because I mm-hmm. hated three billboards so much. Yeah. And then Banshees blew me out of the water, and then drive my car was like, <sighs> nobody think bad of me. I'm like they have to have a foreign film that's very long if they're gonna have a nominated list. They just have to have it in there, and it was great. It was very very great. Um the first 44 minutes are like about one particular thing. And then at 40 minute 45, I think the credits start the opening credits. I remember you saying it's, that I, in my head, I thought you were talking RRR because that <laughs> happens here too. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I, I understand why they did that. Cause I think it was eternal sunshine, the spotless mind. We talked about that. That was like 25 yeah. minutes or so sure. where it took to get the credits going. Uh, this one was the same, but then it was this, it was, um, Slow burn isn't the right word. It's like a slow burn. It was like a smoke. It was like smoking meat. It was like a good, 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 good weight, a, a good slog through. It wasn't even a slog. It was just, there's a, there was like some depth to it that was very enjoyable. And uh, a lot of the slice of life animes that I love was like, were like reflected in this film. Um, I can't remember who it's based off a short story by the guy who does the really big Japanese novels. Um, I can't remember his name, but either way, a uh, very enjoyable film. And that one I did over the course of two days as well. There's a nice spot in the middle. That's like a good place to stop, you know, and then catch the second half later. Yeah. And then it ends very beautifully. So the Batman, my favorite film of last year, it was two minutes shy of three hours. Right there, yeah. Yep. Um, so we, you know, I mean, you saw Avatar, which was uh, three hours, 15, I think. Yep. Which was an hour and 59 minutes too long from what I understand. <laughs> But, uh, I don't know how many minutes too long it was, but it was too <laughs> damn long. I, the truth is, I love long films. I love films that right. let you gestate. Uh, I don't need films to necessarily be that long for no reason. I feel like Avatar right. was that long for no reason. Yeah, something like Magnolia should be three hours of right. film. There's a lot of story from a film. lot of characters that need to be told. Yeah, and all the stories matter and all the moments matter. Uh, I saw Blade so, Runner 2049, I think, four times in theaters. And that was, what, two hours 49, it's I think? right there. Yeah, I can tell you that. Yeah, I and mean, I mean, there are definitely longer movies I'd like to see. Some, I would like to watch Lawrence of Arabia someday, but I'd like to watch it in one go. Uh, Apocalypse Now, I believe the big cut is five hours 19. Maybe, maybe that one. Um, Return I'm of the not King. watching that in one go, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Return of the King is like four hours long. So. so the beauty of those extended cuts of Lord of the Rings, though, is that Back in the day, they were on two DVDs, so you had a perfect intermission point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and you know what's funny? Uh, a quick tangent about that. There is a guy right now on TikTok who is 
compiling all of the deleted scenes of the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. movie, of the Fellowship movies and making the uncuts even longer. Oh wow! I don't remember what he's. I don't know if that needs was... to be done. Right, <laughs> right. But like, I guess there's this like Frodo and uh, Gandalf have a much longer talking scene. Gandalf talks to other hobbits. At one point, Pippin's mm-hmm. playing the banjo in Fellowship. Um, so there's like even more stuff that got cut for an even longer version, which you know, I don't know. Well, you gonna you gonna edit those three together into one movie? Oh, don't don't tempt me with a great time. <laughs> um, but I say all this to say that when I heard about RRR and the three hour runtime, I was like, I don't know. I have seen plenty of Indian films, and they all are they're all about all three around, hours. They're all about three hours. Black is not. That would be one I could gush about someday. But um, K three G is about a little over three hours. Krish is just shy of three hours. Um, just off the top of my head, some of the ones that I've seen. But we yeah. saw DevDoss together in our cinema studies course, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. DevDoss! Oh, what a movie. Um, but when I heard about RRR, I remember seeing like these clips of like guys punching tigers and being like, right. this could be interesting. <laughs> and it interesting, is... it most certainly was. It what doesn't you... half-ass anything. No, it whole-asses everything. <laughs> everything. This movie goes from G to R. To G to PG from to G, minute to minute, PG thirteen to R, minute to minute, and I'm just like, right, so we turned, is, to, yeah, we did watch part of it with our daughter, thinking, oh, the last part we watched the night before, it was fine, and it, apparently we had taken our our second intermission at the time when it became a hard R. Well, so I was, you had asked me about the violence of the movie, if it'd be alright for the kids to watch, and I sent you what I believed was the most violent scene in the movie. Was I right, or what did you think? No. I'm sorry, man. No, you're fine. It was not your fault. Uh, uh, <laughs> the whip with nails in it is what you watched with us. Oh no! We're like, you oh. know what? This is not good. Go to then we rewind and we watched uh, we watched uh, uh, the song, the not to not the song, the whips yeah. and nails song. No, no, no. We not to not to. We rewound and watched that part with her, and it was fun. oh good. Cleanse the palate. Cleanse yeah, the palate. I like that. Right, right. Oh. Although the song when he's been getting whipped with the nail. That's a catchy scene. We didn't didn't make it all the way to that with my 10-year-old, no. Yeah. That that, that, was intense. And again, that's weird because it's like it is super graphic, but he's also singing a song. And it's like, oh, okay. But, man, it went from, like, one scene is, uh, I I mean, the the, the not-to-not-to sequence could have been aired on the Disney Channel. Yeah. And then they go to okay spoilers guys we're just gonna jump into this but the flogging scene uh was like straight up Passion of the Christ level horrifying yes, yes. absolutely absolutely um I so so R R R on the whole mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the movie a little bit more but like on the whole in my opinion very okay very and okay. that's about it because. The first two hours for me, I'm like, the Rotten Tomatoes, I believe, are like 96, 99%, 96 critic, 99% audience. The first two hours, I'm like, this is not, this is a barely good B movie. The English speaking actors are all terrible. They're bad. They're bad. Except for Ray Stevenson. But even, he was in Thor uh, Thor Ragnarok um, and a couple other things. He's the main, like, bad guy with the beard. Uh, Volstag. His his wife uh, had way more Botox than they had available in the 1920s. Yeah, 
Oh my gosh. So like any person that spoke English, the dialogue was weird. The acting was weird. But um, that's always the case to a certain degree. I know. Films. I know. But that was, and that's the thing is like when you, when the ratings are that high, you're like, well, this must be a perfect movie. Surely. <laughs> like, uh, and then it was because it wasn't, I don't know. This is going to be wrong to say the level of craft I was expecting. Sure. I was just kind of like, this is not good. But then, after the first two hours, something happens to the main guy that made me go, oh, super loud. And from then on out, I was in, in, in. So I felt the exact same way as you, but that happened to me about 30 minutes in. So I think okay. I had more fun than you did. I still what was think it the for whole you 30 minutes in that changed everything. It... I didn't have an epiphany like it sounds you did. What was yeah. your epiphany? Tell me that. When Rom um, is thrown from the car and his leg lands against that spike, uh-huh. it was the sound and then the fact that they actually showed it that I was like, okay, I am sitting up. I am paying attention. <laughs> like, that's what it was for me. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love not to not to. I actually watched that like several times. It was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And that dance is insane. That's and very, everyone's very lucky that I'm not getting married this year uh, for I the mean, first time in 2023. Cause I would make all of my groomsmen learn that dance. <laughs> Right, it was so good, and I wouldn't have learned to deal with it. Um, sure, but that, that was the most traditional Bollywood, Hollywood part of the whole movie was that sequence yeah. in the middle. My gosh, the suspenders dance! <laughs> oh, so, so, okay, so your epiphany was just how hard they're going. I, it was yeah. It was just like when Ron like like when it seemed like he actually got injured when that spike went through his leg. I was like, holy crap! And I sat up and I was like, okay, I am finishing this whole sucker tonight. Like I was just in because it was actually like showing consequence. I thought not sure. that it didn't not that it didn't earlier, um, but that just for me that just elevated it a touch. It's hard to explain why. So to um, me, I, I guess maybe I did have a bit of an epiphany. I think when the two main characters who the movie sets up for thirty minutes are as mortal foes and suddenly they become best friends and it was it was realizing this movie the first 30 minutes i kept thinking this is too over the top and i know this is a different (laughs) culture but i kept thinking this is too over the top watching um uh what's the actor's name rob uh fight an entire mob of thousands of people to arrest a guy uh, yes. It was like, uh, what is happening? Mm-hmm. But then I, so what, what happened for me is I remembered that the, the director, again, I'm sorry, but SS Rajamali, Rajamali? Something like that, yeah. His big film that came out a couple of years ago was uh, Bahubali one, Part 1 and Part 2, which are these big mythological epics that I've heard okay. amazing things. And I kept thinking that this film style would work so well in mythology because mythology is over the top. It is bigger, larger than life. And I kept getting distracted by this is pre-World War. This is, this is 1920. So, I mean, post-World War One. Yeah. Post-World War One, pre-World War Two. And none of it looks like the 1920s. I mean, they're using military hardware that was not around until like the 40s i mean there there's all sorts of weird anachronisms and it felt off and and it was too over the top especially given the time period though because it was filmed the, the cinematography wise was almost realistically but the action was mythological and the, and, it, and 
But so they became friends and they sing that song, What a Weird Twist of Faith, that these two <laughs> should be friends. Right. And I realized that, oh no, this is mythology. It's just mythology in nineteen twenties. And once that clicked in my head, I was in. I was sold. Interesting. Because it was a, it's it's telling a story like a this it felt very much like a story of myth of these I feel like Tolkien could have written this in the Silmarillion, the story of two foes that became best friends and overthrew an empire. Best friends. Just the bestest of friends. <laughs> and and it reminded me of, it had Shakespearean elements, and it was mm-hmm. all over the top, and it was all ridiculous, but it was, it, once I accepted that this was myth, despite the fact that it looked modern, I, I was sold. I like that, man. No, I, 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 totally, I totally agree. I think... I think some of the over the top stuff was that that's I don't want to say shut off my brain and started having fun, mm-hmm. but like grabbing the motorcycle, beating the hell out of some guy with it. Every I, single arrow hits perfectly. Just little things like that. I was like, okay, I'm just going to have a good time. Last week we watched the Simpsons episode where Homer gets in a motorcycle fight where they use motorcycles like swords. <laughs> and I couldn't help but think about that while I'm watching that scene. It, it, it's every moment of this film is ridiculous. Yes. And yeah, you're either going to love it or hate it. Yeah, oh no, I agree. I think and the the majority of people loved it. And then like the arrows, I don't know. The, that's when it just hit this whole other level of fun. And I, I just was like, okay, I can see why this movie got a lot of love. But should it have mm-hmm. been nominated for Best Picture? No. No. No, no not at all. That's there, crazy. There are Indian <laughs> films I've seen that I thought would be totally fine with being nominated for Best Picture. I don't think this is the one, but it was yeah. fun. It was a lot of fun. Yes, and that's... And that's what it is. It's a lot of fun. Again, it there's this tough barometer of like G to R to G to R to G to R, like as far as the ratings go, like throughout the movie. <laughs> it's weird. Can, I've never seen a movie rubber band like that before. Absolutely. But if you can get through that, it's just a great time. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, and the other thing too is I, I kept, uh, this is such a college thing because we watched so many Indian films in college. The cinematography like kept getting me at certain parts where I was like, oh, I know why you did that. And oh, I know why you did that. Well, tell me. And, oh, like what? So uh, when he goes to see the sister, uh, he snuck in like he's going to oh, find right, the sister. Oh, right, right, right. The girl like, he's trying to freak. There was a way that it was Bean. framed. Yes, Bean. There's a way that it was framed where uh, she was behind bars but not actually like, behind the bars. It was just mm-hmm. the way that it was shot. Like – Someone's talking to her and they're not behind the bars. And there's like the bars of the window and she's in those three bars. I was like, oh, you're doing that to symbolize she's in prison. I like it. There were little things like that with the cinematography sure. where I was like, yep, back to basics. Great job. Symbolism. Perfect metaphor. Got it. Mise en scene. Got it. All those little things came into uh, to perfect form there. Um, but then like, you know, one of the English speaking actors would do something and I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> but maybe, maybe that's what this feels. I don't know. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Maybe that's just how typecasting feels like for some people. (laughs) Just like, go. It's like, no, nobody speaks that way. (laughs) Um, I, so the English speaking actors were dubbed too. I did not know that. It seemed pretty obvious to me. Maybe, maybe it was the version I had on, but it didn't seem like they were filmed recorded at the same time as the, the, the cameras were rolling. And I feel like, at least on my viewing, I, all right, and here's the other thing, man. I mean, I just assumed that they probably weren't getting a lot of work in America. (sighs) (laughs) England, England, as it were, for a good chunk of them. Sure, whatever. (laughs) 
Um, but again, the over the top, the craziness, I can see why this film has captured the imagination and the way that it has. Yeah. Because there is a lot of fun to be had in this movie. There certainly is. Um, there's a lot of craziness. There's a lot of insane moments, especially when he like roars back at the tiger that's roaring in his face. Um, I like that they had a pre credit scene saying no animals are harmed in this movie, and then every animal was so obviously CG. Yeah, <laughs> they, that's true. They were worried to make sure that we knew that beforehand. Not in a bad way. It, I don't. I don't mean to be critical of it. It's wonderful how they pulled off the animal stuff. In a oh man, when they open the cage, he flies out sideways, holding his stance with a flaming torch. <laughs> Well, even it. the one like general when his car gets flipped and he's like, and he just and he's, like, shoots straight up. Yes, yeah, shoots straight up, like spears him or shoots him. Um, I thought too, like uh, I don't, I don't want to complain, but like the the way that it was like you're wondering like what what uh, Ron is doing the whole time. Ron is that was that Rom? Yeah, yeah. You're wondering what he's doing the whole time, and then like it kind of like crudely cuts like, oh, and by the way, here's his really awful childhood. And actually, oh, he's lying the whole time. He's gonna like get guns. I was like, this could have been weaved in a little bit better. Oh, see, I kind of like that as a plot twist. You did? Okay, I did. Cool. That though, that as a plot twist actually worked for me. Okay. Um. Um. I see. I. I think I'm gonna at least watch part one of Bahubali because I I I think knowing this director's style and knowing that that's a retelling of, of, of myth. I think I'm going to really enjoy that. I think so too. I think so too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, a wild a, ride. A, yeah. If you, if you're looking for like a complete wild ride, potentially John Wick in India, kind of a thing where you can beat the hell out of the main characters and they just won't die. I think you'll have a really great time. Don't take the, it too end, seriously. Yeah, don't take it too seriously. By the end, it's just this really fun ride that you're super glad that you went on. There is there is a sequence where one person is riding another person on his shoulders, mm. performing kung fu with guns. Yes. If you're fine with that, <laughs> then you'll enjoy the movie. That part was amazing, where he just like jumps on his shoulders, and they're doing all these amazing stunts. I was like, somebody choreographed this, and someone did a really good job. <laughs> And every oh. moment of it looked ridiculous. Like, absolutely. absolutely. I guess that's it. In most movies that look this ridiculous, uh, there's a, like, almost a cheesy wink and a nod to the how we know we're being ridiculous. This is ridiculous with such earnestness that it just becomes fun. I don't know if that makes any sense. It makes sense. I get it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So I would say get if you're looking for a good epic that you can watch about an hour a day, you can it's almost like binge watching a TV show. That's what this yeah. was. It was just was good, fun. Good cut points between the acts to take break. Yeah. So give our hour our, our a go. That's what I would say. This is our first gush in a while. And uh it's it was enjoyable. Highly yep. recommend. Yep. 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 Um but because of the over the topness of the movie, Brennan, have you been playing any video games lately that are over the top much like this one? Oh, this movie? I, I have, yeah. No, I I played way too much of the Dead Space remake of late. Uh, oh, I beat okay. it, I think, three or four times. It's, it's like the more modern Resident Evil games, where the first time you play it, it's really scary, and the second time you play it, it's not as scary, and the third time you play it, you're on Killable God, and you're just trying to do it as fast <laughs> as you can. 
Because you're leveling up so hardcore. <laughs> yeah, your guns are getting more powerful. Now, the first time this through this playthrough was not scary for me because it's such a faithful remake, and I've replayed the original so many times in college. Um, so played that. Uh, I found this game on a, a YouTube video recommended, Chained Echoes. Oh, I don't know this one. Okay. This is a JRPG made by a single American this okay. year. And and the movie the the video recommended it because it's a JRPG that takes away all the look. I love Final Fantasy games, but they have not aged well. They become a bit of a chore unless you're using some of the like auto level up stuff. Uh huh. Um, this game basically takes the format of JRPGs and gets rid of the chore. Uh, you heal after every fight, so you're full health every fight, which means that every fight becomes this tactical strategy. It's not about saving potions, it's about figuring out how to position yourself. You can run away from anything instantly without any any effort. Everybody levels up at the same rate, so you're not grinding, you're just enjoying the story, you're just enjoying the combat, you're just enjoying everything you love about jrpgs with none of the stuff that makes you feel like oh i have a chore now before i can do the next part of the store and <laughs> it's been great so i'm okay, doing that chain deck goes I yeah gotta check that out it's on game pass if anybody has game pass um and then the, the the number one game i've been playing these days man that remaster of metroid prime oh turns Fiscus. out it turns out that if you take one of the best games ever made, make the controllers a little, the controls a little bit better, and make it look like it was made yesterday, it's still one of the best games ever made. Brilliant, man. Now, you bought two copies, didn't you? Oh, I forgot. I told you about that. I did, yeah. So you're, Did you're, you sell you're, the second you're, one? You're going to tell all the people listening to us that I scalped a copy to pay for the first copy. But yes, I did do that. Yeah. Oh, good. Did you make that guy ever got back to you? Yeah, he, did. he, he did. He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I sold one copy for double the cost of the. Copy. My man, my man. Sometimes living in a small town, you have access to things that are sold out everywhere else in the country, and you can make a good profit on eBay. And yes, if you can't find a copy and you find somebody scalping it on eBay, I'm the jackass who did that. So there you go. <laughs> oh, very good. You know, there's a the Magic the Gathering right now has a like they're going to do this Lord of the Rings pack, and they're only making the one one the one ring card. Oh really? I didn't so hear that. Make everyone go like absolutely ape crap. To that's get fantastic. One, the one one ring card. So we'll see if that. I think that's going to play out very well for them. I think it's going to be very. Uh, Did they announce what the card does? No, I don't think so. I think it's actually literally an Elven script. Oh. So I think it's one of those like just get it graded PSA ten kind of a thing. You know. I what what a power move if you got that. Don't tell anybody to show up to a tournament and play it. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, well, I th- you know, I thought you were going to say Resident Evil 4. Did that not come out yet? That comes out next Friday, and I sure next as hell Friday. will be playing okay. that next Friday. Right very after I get good. back from John Wick 4. Oh, very good. Do I need to see John Wick 2 and 3 to enjoy John Wick 4? A question that I would, will be able to answer. I would think so. I think I, I would I would recommend seeing those before you see the next one. They, they, they are serial. These are not independent... Uh, episodic adventures in one they kill his dog in two they kill his cat in three they kill his hamster in four his parakeet the ultimate death (laughs) terrible very good um i have been playing mario rabbits which is a the first 
turn-based tactics. RPG. I haven't. Yeah, tactics. The first tactics. No, no, no you're, RPG you're right. But tried. it is a tactics game, right? It but. is. Yeah, it's because I have tried Final Fantasy Tactics, and it's not for me. I know it wasn't for me like, either. Favorite. But this tactic game has been. It took a little bit, but it is getting quite enjoyable. Oh, interesting. Um, oh, that's good to know because Final yeah. Fantasy Tactics never clicked with me, but this one clicked with you. Yes, and I'm taking a big break from Tony Hawk because I was like, I was Tony Hawking like two, three hours a day, just trying to. I unlocked Officer Dick, who is Jack Black, which is very, uh, very ah. cool that he popped in there that way. Um, but so Mario Rabbids, and then I restarted Breath of the Wild, completely mm, deleted, so started from scratch. Um, and with that, it's something I do want to gush about. Please. So I did uh, exchange a bunch of really old PlayStation games that I won in an auction years ago, and I got like 200 bucks in store credit. Uh, for the local video game store. And I've been gradually buying PS4 stuff, building that library, getting ready to play that stuff. Not done with Uncharted 4 yet. Still haven't found the time, but I promise I will. I haven't uh, either. The part that I'm, I'm real, and I am enjoying it. When the baby starts crying, it's like, okay, I, I have no attachment to this. I put it down, I walk away. Um, and that's also, a quick aside, that's also why I have not seen one second of The Last of Us on HBO, because everyone's like, it completely spoils I, the game, and I don't want the show spoiled. See, I, I want to play the game. I had the game spoiled before I ever played the game, and oh, I know I'm supposed to watch the show, but I, for the life of me, I just can't get excited for another zombie in the show. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I wonder if 28 I months later will ever come out, or is it 28 years later? 28 weeks. Months. 28 there days later, months. 28 weeks later. Yeah, 28. Okay, so I think they will do that someday. Anyway, um, and so I went there just kind of on a whim. I had a, I had a weird day, and so I was like, I need to get out of the house. Went to the video game store, just started looking at the games. They have every single Miyazaki special edition Blu-ray movie, and I'm just like, oh. But the, and those are super expensive. Oh. And I'm just like, maybe I can start building my collection. Just so Please you don't. know, Fathom Events, mm. next month, two nights only, are doing the live show of Spirited Away. That's cool. I'm going to go. I'm going to babysitter. It's going to happen. Beautiful, man. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, so I'm looking at the Blu-rays. I'm thinking, like, okay, I, I do want to get all the Miyazakis. I do. I want to have them in hard copy, but mm-hmm. not right now. And I walked over, and they had a book section. And I was like, what could, what could be in the book section of a video game store? Because I'm stupid. What was there was a little book called The Art of Mana, and I, I love Secret of Mana. It's a great game. I'm also I'm a JRPG junkie. I love JRPGs. Um, my book, which is coming out in June, is like totally JRPG structure. That's awesome. Um, so I'm a big fan of JRPGs. Chrono Trigger, Mario RPG. So just Final just to be clear, your book coming out is about a guy who saves a rabbit and then kills God by the end. It's more like, you know, I got this farm and this farm is great. I'm going to go do this thing. I come back. No, the farm is destroyed. Time to go on a journey. (laughs) Kind of that structure. That's great. That's the first six chapters right there. Um, But I go through this Art of Mana book and it's like detailing every Art of every Mana game. So Secret of Mana, Secret of Mana 2, Tales of Mana, um, all of those books about the Mana tree and the people around it. And I just got caught up in staring at the pictures and obsessing over the details because like the artist and the director are like talking about why they made the choices they made and there's just something so incredibly satisfying about really just admiring the artist's work i I had been told by several screenwriters throughout the years several like very prominent screenwriters to uh to start collecting copy books and that that was something that um they found really refilled their juices and yeah, I a couple. I haven't really looked at them too much yet, but I bought Art of, Art of Mana and I bought the entire uh, Breath of the Wild hardcover. Like, here's how to do every single thing in the game. 
and just looking at things and reading details about like why this pot is this way and why this guy's arm is this way and why they picked this for the sword. I'm just like, this is so good. <laughs> I, I started collecting books like that about a year ago, movies mm-hmm. and video games. And I, it does, it refills the juices. It makes you feel creative. It fills you with awe in a way that absolutely is hard to come by sometimes. And there's something about concept art. Concept art just has this raw expression of creativity that somewhat gets muted by the time the final product comes out. Now I sent you that list of coffee, t- of nerd coffee table books, and you knew what number one was. And Which you said one you bought it for one? people a number of times. Um, oh, what if? Is that, yeah. So, so what's, is that one just like every that, page is a what if scenario? Or that's a bit that different. Like? Okay. So okay. do you know the XKCD webcomic? Oh, yes, yes. What If is his book where it's it's the same guy. It's If you go to XKCD, he's got a section called What If. And you can, like, one is, could I cool down the earth by capturing a comet and dropping in the ocean like an ice cube in a glass of water? It's his most recent one. And then he takes, so he takes ridiculous <laughs> questions and then answers them with the utmost scientific sincerity. Uh, let's see. My son, five years, asked me today if there were a kind of fireman pole from the moon down to the earth, how long would it take to slide all the way from the moon to the earth? And then he goes into <laughs> grotesque detail on, the, on, on how that would work. And, and usually, usually the earth gets destroyed in some way that we didn't expect in pretty much every scenario. Um, oh my yeah, God. That, that's, that's not an art book, but it is glorious. I, I own three copies of it. That's very cool. Um, the other one on that list was the Dune book. I've which read that I, one. I mean, it's excellent. You ha- okay, you have. That I have read that one. It's got to be cool. Yeah, no, I got that one from the library. And then the same guy who did the Dune book did uh, Blade Runner 2049. And, I, and I'm reading that one right now. Oh, amazing. It's, the, I, Blade Runner is better than the Dune one. Dune spends the, – the, the only issue I have with the Dune is it spends a little too much time exploring character motivations, which okay. I feel like if you read the book, you know those already. Whereas I like it more when they're brainstorming this stuff, you know? Yes, absolutely. Shoot. That sounds awesome. Yeah, man. So I have that. I have added like 10 of them onto my Amazon wish list. There's one about like the entire history of like beat em up games, which looks really cool. Oh, like fun. Um, that Final Fantasy one you mentioned, I added that to the list. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to start. I'm going to freaking start collecting those things. I've, <laughs> I've also got uh, the Batman one is, the, for, is excellent. That one was really cool. Watching okay. the design, I think the Batman is my favorite bat suit of any of the movies. And watching the design yeah. iteration of it was it's, it's a lot. It's great. Amazing. I would say I think the Batman and Doom are the closest I've ever seen where the movies had that same feeling as the concept art. And so it's kind of, I, I recommend those two especially. Right on. Uh, I wonder if there's one for the Last Jedi. I have that one. That was the first one I ever got. That my wife bought me that one for Christmas last year. Very good. Ryan Johnson, please come on our show. Other Mm -hmm. than that, yeah, Breath of the Wild from scratch has been a trip. And then I, of course, because it's one of my favorite games of all time, I did hard restart Final Fantasy IX. Um, So good. And for anyone who knows that game, I have spent 30 minutes jumping rope, and I'm still not very good at it. Oh, man. The amount of time I have wasted doing that. I I, I... I spent a couple hours modifying the game to go slower, like to chug along at a, at a worse frame rate to make it easier. (laughs) 
That's amazing. I don't know you could do that. Yeah, there's there's some tutorials online. Oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, and I think actually I did read one thing that was like the maximum. Somebody did this uh, jump rope FF nine. I'm gonna crudely Google this real quick because I thought it was so funny. Um, and also you know so other news real quick with the JRPG stuff. Legend of Dragoon is a classic and it just got added to the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. Chances are very high. that was one of the games I traded and I got sixty bucks for because I had an original printing of that. Oh. Um, the maximum number of jumps you can do in the jump rope game. Uh, is 8,388,607, after which the next jump will overflow the counter back to zero. So to, to get the Xbox achievement, you have to do it a thousand jumps. Yeah, that's correct. Yep, to get the uh, I've gotten to get about, item. again, I did it on the computer because through Game Pass, and I got to three or four hundred, and I did that once and then failed and wept sloppily. <laughs> again, uh, cheating well, hard. Cheating really hard to get that far. But of course, but those of you who know the game know that Chocobo Hot Cold is the uh, much, much better game, uh, much better mini game in that series. To, to be fair to the Jump Rope mini game, it doesn't seem like they ever intended you to spend that much time trying to get good at it. It was meant to be a diversion for twenty seconds. You sure? I mean, what, do you get really good, good stuff from doing it? I don't remember if there's an, is yeah, there any rewards. I don't recall. Ultima weapon was in Chocobo Hot Cold. Oh no, no, I'm talking about the jump rope game. Oh no, you get like a king of jump rope. It's like a card. I'm saying the jump rope game was meant to be a diversion. The hot cold was clearly meant to be where you get good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, So that's what I've been enjoying. Um, And that's really all I've got for today's episode of RRR. And remember, everybody, if you get 10,000 listens, we'll all do Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, we will. Your uh, your JRPG picks. I would love that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you all again another time and another gush. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye.